Karma Cast. We are back another week for another November tenth. Can we just talk? <laughs> what the fuck? It's really annoying that it's the end of the year. Should I we have our not... shit together or no? Uh, no, fuck that. I feel like is it the same as last year or no? It's um, is it the same? I don't. What know. What does that mean? Like, is it the same as last year? <laughs> Should we have had our shit like, together last year at this time? Like, I assumed now we'd all be like, oh, remember that time COVID existed? I know. Yes. Sneha. No. And okay, so our wonderful guest. Uh, okay, yes. so Sorry, our wonderful guest is Sneha from the podcast project Mindy, yeah. which I have been um, so lucky to be a guest on a few times to recap uh, episodes of different projects that Mindy Kaling has been involved with. So Sneha, we'll let you say more about that. But first of all, we just want to say welcome, welcome. And thank you so much for joining us on the podcast yes. today. Thank you so for much. for having me. Um, I love your podcast. Um, and I love, you know, that you chose to highlight a really exciting Bravo show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know it's um well how would how did you feel yeah. when you first saw because you're a bravaholic yes so when you first saw Family Karma like did you see a commercial did you see an ad like what did you see yeah I think I mean I must have seen an ad I feel like it was so under promoted like it still right. is 100%. but I'm trying to think mm -hmm. how did I hear, first hear about it maybe an ad. Do they even have yeah. ads? Who knows? Ta run, walk us through your f the first time you sat with a Bravo show, and what was the show? <laughs> because we all oh. have it, and and it's some of them are a little embarrassing, and, and we can talk about ours after. Okay, I want to say the first Bravo. Wait, are we talking Housewives or all Bravo? anything? Because if I say mine anything. and Intra's going to say hers, it's it's not mine's not Housewives. Yeah. Oh God, same. I mean. I don't think I like loved it, but um, I did watch Millionaire Matchmaker. There we go. There oh. we go. Old school with a K. Oh, I'm so embarrassed. Okay, so think, what yeah, was going was on in your life and why that show? Like, I want to hear the I whole. I think it was summer. Okay, it was I summer. Because that, maybe, maybe that's when it aired. And where, like, where are you living at this point? Like, I want, I want the whole. Is that fair, Indra? Like, I want the whole picture. description. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, my parents live in Indianapolis and it was like mm -hmm. summertime, mm -hmm. Midwest, hated it, suburbs. <laughs> and Searching for something. I, this is what I'm hearing. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I had a void. A void. And <laughs> maybe I had graduated from like watching like Price is Right. And, okay. Like, soap so operas. that's the jump. Okay. We're making. Okay. Okay. So the next bastion was, of reality this. TV. Yeah, I was like, I want, you know, an adult show. <laughs> adult and show. Mm -hmm. you know what was going on at the same time? Do you remember those MTV dating shows like Next? Yes, and, I love yes. Next with the bus. Remember the yes. bus? Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> God. Then, um, Room Raiders. Do you yes. remember that show? That's yes. when I learned what compost was. <laughs> Wait, people were digging through compost? So they remember when they went through the trash? Like they were going through oh and, and so she had a like she had a bin that was next to the trash and it was filled with food. And he was like, Why is there rotten food next to the trash? And listen, I was oh, living and in, she's like, This is Yeah, compost. and you know when they come in at the end? 
she was like yeah, that's yeah. called composting and she was like this like hippie girl and I was like living mm. in New York and I never knew what composting was anyway I'm not trying to take over this narrative <laughs> no that's very interesting I don't remember it all I remember is the girls going into guys rooms and finding condoms oh and then doing that black oh, yes, thing. The black thing oh god gross <laughs> <laughs> so gross I think I was too young to even understand right. it yes, but I was yes. like oh adulthood I love it I love yeah but then you're I'm you, all you're in, in adulthood you're going into adulthood and then you're looking for that next leap that piece of media to like take you into adulthood and this is and it was a dating show kind of hooked you in maybe I was you know like Inler and I have talked about like like getting interested in boys but like not being allowed to date or talk about Mm -hmm. it and then like finding a way to watch it on tv which I'm sure (laughs) you know maybe it was also because like it was during the day and like my parents weren't home because if, if mm-hmm. it was prime time, like, what am I going to do? I didn't right. have a TV in my room. Do you guys have a TV in your room? I did. Oh, no, I, did. I definitely did not have a TV in my room. Yeah. We like barely had cable. My parents <laughs> were so cheap. Yeah. It was yeah. rough. Um, okay. So then maybe I was into dating shows or something. Maybe. Do you the- remember Joe Millionaire? Yes, of course. Of course. Yes. <laughs> I but there was only one season. Yes, right? only there was one only season. one season, but it was I was obsessed with it. It was like I started watching it and then I found out my friend Riley was also oh, watching it. The so then we started watching it together every week. And then slowly, like by the end of the season, I think we had like twenty people oh who would gosh. watch it with us. I don't think I knew anyone who watched it. I I definitely watched it. Do you guys remember, I was thinking about this dating show. Sorry to take this in another direction. Do you remember the one where they pretended to have, um, who's Meghan Markle married to? I can't believe I'm forgetting his Prince Harry. Harry. Yes, Yes, the Prince Harry dating show. (laughs) Indra, did you hear about this? It sounds they had an actor. And yeah. sounds- they had an actor that oh. did not look like him <laughs> at all, Prince Harry. And they had a bunch of American girls come over to the UK and they said, We have like somewhat a prince. Yeah, well, they didn't Sneha, what did they say? They weren't saying specifically I'm trying to remember. They didn't specifically say he was a prince, but they're like, he's a big deal. He gets escorted in and out by helicopter. And and okay. some of the girls were like it's it's Prince Harry and some of the girls is like who's Prince Harry and then some of the girls were like I don't think that's <laughs> Prince Harry and so you're watching them go into this tailspin oh my god that did is they it wasn't together in a house they did yeah oh my so god. it's like sort of like when a so what happens at the end they reveal that he's I think just I Joe watched Schmo? like a couple episodes and I was like <laughs> they got this like they went to the walk of fame or something where all like Superman oh is and got god. the Prince Harry version and like I mean I have to say that I am a sucker for a dating show. Um, Sneha, I don't know if I've told you that I'm a huge Bachelor and Bachelorette fan. I think I heard that. I heard you say that. Yeah, I talk about it all the time. (laughs) Um, But like, I like I even got sucked into F Boy right. Island on HBO. Like, you know, all these things that are like they're so bad, but I love dating shows. I don't know what it is about that. So inter- are you a hardcore like you've seen every season of Bachelor, Bachelorette? I started in earnest when I came back from South Africa, so twenty twelve. Oh wow. Almost ten so, years. So yeah, almost ten years. That's 
a lot of my life. So <laughs> it is. Sneha, who was who was the millionaire matchmaker? What was her name again? Patty Stan. Yes. Stanger. Stanger. Okay. You know what? You know why I liked it is because do you guys remember um the website Television Without Pity? No. No. Oh my God. Okay. It was like this amazing. I mean, I maybe Reddit existed, but it had like forums and recaps on every show mm. you could think of. And maybe the people on the Millionaire Matchmaker forum hated Patty. And oh. <laughs> so Patty's thing was like she hated people with curly hair. So she what? would tell all the women. <laughs> yeah. She was like, you have to straighten your what? hair. And like it was very like regressive. Uh, like that is so attitude. unfeminist. I can't and listen, I'm not yeah. saying that Bravo shows are like super feminist. No, but this is shocking. And and we okay, have so yet to see a housewife other than Ashley that really wears her hair curly, right? Yeah. Are there any like white housewives that don't no. just have like the Straight hair? And this is like no, my they all have the straight about hair. having curly hair, which I straighten yeah. because like I don't see anyone in Hollywood wearing their hair curly anymore. Maybe you got the message from Patty somehow. I think her <laughs> like acceptable. Julia Roberts. Remember when Julia Roberts oh. used to oh, wear curly? No, she's so known for her and curly she now, locks. She straightens it. Ugh, she does, yeah. doesn't yeah, she? Everyone straightens it that has curly hair. Like I, I mean. You know Ugh. that Teresa Judice has curly hair. That hair is not straight. Yeah. Oh yeah. And Melissa probably has curly hair. I bet. Anyway, so so Ugh. what? Where did you jump after Millionaire Matchmaker? Okay, I want to say that I watched OC. OC was the first Housewives, right? Okay. I, yes. I want to say I watched it, but like I didn't love it. I got mm. that like oh beyond the gates thing, but yeah. I was kind of like, wait, these people don't seem crazy wealthy to me. Right. Like it was not a different world; it was very like suburban. But yeah, I have always like since I was a kid wanted to move to New York. So when Roni came along, I got obsessed. Mm. So were you season like, one, okay. episode gonna, one of Roni? It was. It was definitely a Hamptons episode because I know that they used to start in the Hamptons, yeah. and I remember Ramona was like, I love to be sexy. And like, she was like, wearing a skimpy bikini by the pool. Oh and like dancing with Mario. Oh. And her thing was like, kind of like the MILF because that was sort of that era. Right. Which, yes. is, which is weird. Which is so like, weird. Yeah, yeah she kind of had like a choppy haircut. And like, kind of like, like bangs, but not full bangs. But yes. she's always had that like look in oh, her yeah. eye of like yeah. mania. Yes. You know? Intra, that's so it. That. it. There is a, a manic kind of. And she talks in that like really fast way. Like, well, I'm like this yeah. and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, the, and like maybe a lot of the New York women are like that because Bethany's like yeah. that too. But yeah. Oh my gosh. So New York was kind of like your that's what got you hooked. I think maybe even because the season started with the Hamptons mm -hmm. and I'd, you know, mm. heard about that on TV and maybe movies and stuff. But you know, like we didn't really it, it wasn't social media. Like I didn't know a lot, but I was like, oh my God, the Hamptons. That's where I want a vacation. And I got yes. very into it. Totally. So, I mean it's And then you 
Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say it's still my favorite, but like, I don't even, I don't want to talk about it, guys. I, I, it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> I mean, it's a hard time for Roni fans right now. It's a really hard time for us. I know. Can you tell us your thoughts actually on like, what if you like this, it's going to come back. Like they're not going to cancel the show, right. but, and we're here. I don't know. They haven't started no. filming as far as I know. I don't think so. But what direction do you think they should take this next season? Okay. Casting, everything. I hope this doesn't disqualify me as a Bravo fan, but I have to say, <laughs> I only watched a few episodes of Roni this season. I've never seen the Black Shabbat It was episode. a tough Like, watch. it just got too painful. No, that, I think that's admirable. Deanna, Deanna you quit. I quit. I quit after I never the I Shabbat. Um, yeah. But, but Indra, you took us home. Did you take us home? Oh, I watched the whole thing. And I hated it <laughs> the black shabbat episode or it's like really spans two episodes mm -hmm. will forever like haunt mm -hmm. me like the scenes like it's like ingrained in my mind you know those yeah. housewives episodes that you will just never forget like there's certain images that like come to you like that is something that I will never forget and like in some ways it was so horrific that like you know we've talked about how like we've heard from women in the black community who are like this was really harmful mm -hmm. so I don't want to discount that but I also think it like really laid bare like without a doubt to everyone just how awful Ramona yeah. is like and it sucks in a way we, that like we can't yeah dispute. we didn't need to see any casualties with that you know what I mean yeah uh, quote unquote ca no. casualties meaning you know like she is a tornado and she just took people down and during that whole dinner and we didn't we didn't need to see um people I don't know what I'm trying to say yeah well no no yeah I I totally know what you mean um so Sneha like you didn't see much of it what made you stop watching so I want to say the last one I watched was this is really early when um Luann flipped out about the don't come into my house and tell me I'm not educated mm -hmm. yeah and then maybe I saw clips after but the episodes are just like still sitting there on my you know, YouTube TV haunting me whenever I watch Blackberry. <laughs> totally. Um, and were you just like, I can't, like, I'm not interested in this anymore? Or like, it was just like, when you had something, the choice to watch something, just New York was never it. It's just like, okay, when did, like you were saying about The Bachelor, when did New York start airing? I think it's in its like 12th, 13th season. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's like the longest relationship I've ever had. Right. So <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Um, I just, I am so disappointed. I don't even know. And like, because I, you know what? Wait, maybe I watched some of the Salem dinner too. And I was just like, what is this show? I don't recognize right. it at all. Yeah. It was so depressing so. being up in Salem. I gotta say, it was, it was that I that I blocked right. out of I my mind they because went there. it was so awful. Should, should we talk about? <laughs> oh, I have. Sorry, you go. Go ahead. I was just okay. I have a personal Salem yes. story. I just wanted to share. Okay. <laughs> so, um, the first guy I ever slept with, mm -hmm. uh -huh. um, was from Salem. I'm sure he's listening oh. right now. And, <laughs> I'm sure he is. Yeah, and I always thought it was so cool because his birthday is also Halloween, <gasps> uh. and. <laughs> 
So I was always like, oh, Salem's so fun. Like, you know, you have those fond yes. memories or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I just, why did they have to ruin that for me? They ruined it. I know. You know what? And, I know. And, and, and I know. you know what? They almost ruined New York City itself. So it's like if, <laughs> if it's going to take Salem out, you know, it's, it's, don't you agree? Like, it's just like, because yeah. it, New York City for me was so unrecognizable this season because the players mm. supporting, you know, this wonderful dynamic city. And granted, there's a lot of bullshit that happens in New York City. They were like, it was unrecognizable city to me. I can't tell if you're talking about the city like it's. I'm talking about the city like <laughs> Sex in the City. Like it was, it's like the, oh, the fifth okay, friend. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, yeah. yeah, I think it was tough. But I do want to talk about, because our time is a little limited today, this week. Because I just got done with Potomac and I think think it's important because we're we watched history on Salt Lake City too so so yeah where do you where do y'all want to start Sneha what what is at the top of your Bravo mind right now um okay well I also feel like I'm not really qualified but I do want to hear your take on Salt Lake City because I have not been a regular viewer and okay my friend is like you have to watch you have to watch and then this week he texted me and he was like this is the this one is to it. watch <laughs> like she's finally getting arrested right. so I did but like all I know about it is like the memes on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, mm. I, know, I know Mary's weird. I've read all the stuff about her church cult. Um, yeah. But the most of the episode was just like, I don't know what's going on. But what did you guys think of the non-arrest part? Well, I'm interested to hear, like, as someone who's not watching it regularly, when you like step into this episode and you see these women like who do you like or do you not like anyone or like what stories do you gravitate towards I started watching it last season because I was like oh new city this is going to be so Mm. fun and I just got bored Mm -hmm. like I mean you smell like hospital classic I still say that sometimes (laughs) but um it just like it, it just was boring i couldn't tell the two women with brown right. hair apart yes and then yes, i Mared yeah and, Lisa. and mm-hmm. then i liked um heather because I, I thought that was an interesting story with her mormon background but then it was also like is there anything else or is that good right <laughs> yeah yeah um, i mean i think I think that is kind of it with her. Okay. She just keeps dragging that on. And there was a big part of that in this episode when she meets with her niece. Yeah. Right. Which I find interesting. Like, I love hearing about, like, the inner workings of the Mormon church and what they do to people when they leave and stuff. And I love seeing people get out of cult. Yes, and I, I appreciated the hierarchy where Lisa Barlow was in the hierarchy and where, yes. you know, Jeffrey Dahmer was versus you know, someone like, <laughs> someone like Heather, I think that was very helpful. And I think it's interesting that, you know, we're learning about some of us for the first time, some of us are being reminded about, you know, it's anti LGBTQ policy. And, yes. um, you know, a black person cannot be a minister in the church and which how discriminatory it is. And I think this stuff is really important. Yeah. And the fact that her niece had not even questioned yeah. those things until her husband was like, well, isn't this kind of fucked up? And, <laughs> I, like, know, and I also forgot the garments. I also always forget that mm. they have to wear the I, I don't want to call them compression garments because I don't think they are, but um like those 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 things they have to wear underneath their their clothing 
to show. What are they? Called? Oh, you didn't know that? You know when Heather no. was talking about she had to have the jacket for the bridesmaids? Oh, that's why she had to have it. Cause she- yeah, so if you're Mormon, you have to wear it's like a short sleeve tight compression top and a basically biker shorts bottoms. Like all like the like time? Every single time. To- every single day. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize yeah. that's why. They didn't really I thought go it was into like depth. she couldn't show her no, shoulders. No, so she wears a compression. Oh, I'm actually, would you guys mind both Googling it right now? Because I would, I really yeah, want. You to have the visual because when I what should I Google just Mormon 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 undergarments yeah I always thought it was just called Mormon underwear Mormon underwear revealed from the Atlantic it's 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 a it's no it's like a shirt and short actually I'm wrong it's It's like innerwear innerwear it's not compression I was wrong and it's that what is the point of it is it meant to keep people um to keep your like intimate parts covered even more than the rest. I'm I'm not sure, but I think you are correct on like the purification process. And um, so was Lisa Barlow wearing these things? That's what I was looking at, and I don't think she is. I don't think no. so. No, she's such a like cafeteria Mormon. Right. You Lisa know? Barlow. Which... I was actually watching her this week, Indra, through your eyes. And, and I was and like, I was, because yeah, I, think... I was having a fun time. I was like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm kind of you. Can't you have to hate her, but also recognize that she like serves a purpose on the so show. So bitch sass uh, brought something up that someone told them. And do you know when she's in the car with her son and they're going to go to two fast food places? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she mouthed what her son was supposed to say in the rear view mirror. Apparently, <gasps> so they they rehearsed it. <gasps> yeah, that's Lisa Barlow for oh. you. Oh my god! And they oh, so how, who was the sleuth? Because that figured listen, that get out. the Bravo sleuth on the January sixth. <laughs> it's January sixth or January 9th Attacks on the Capitol. The January sixth yes, insurrection. Yeah, yes, they yeah. Will come up. Go through the footage. <laughs> with that's what I'm saying. It's like get them on the Trump oh case. God. Like they will bring evidence. Yeah, and so and also it's like Lisa knows what she's doing, and I appreciate that in a housewife. Um, mm-hmm. and she's not mean like she's mean but she's not mean like Candace and I appreciate like like how she tethers with that yeah she's she's like an appropriate level of mean I think um it doesn't ever like cross a line except for if she really did call those caterers and tell them not to go to Angie's event that is really messed up Sneha did you hear about that whole situation I heard about it online but I didn't see it on the show yeah well okay so then the actual arrest let's talk about that because it was really only the last maybe 10 minutes of this 90 minute episode um I was like a little underwhelmed to be honest yeah I thought it was interesting um I'm glad that no one called Jen because then they would have been, I thought Whitney was really smart in that situation to say, do not contact Jen because I think Whitney mm-hmm. knew if you contacted Jen, then you would be roped into the circus. You'll be part yeah, right. of it. Lisa knew right away. She was like, this is real. Yeah. Do you think she knew Jen what was on going the run. on? No, she knew Jen was lying yeah. about Sharif and that she was running from the cops. Wait. She figured it out faster, I think, yeah. than anyone else. Did she know before the cops came up? Like, did she know that it was a weird excuse? I don't think so. I think when the cops showed up, she immediately put it uh, together that Jen left to get away from them. It wasn't 
Um, because Jen's like, okay, if your husband was dying, mm-hmm. essentially, I I would be crying. I would be a mess. Mm-hmm. I would be flustered. And Jen looks shell-shocked. Um, I like that like side angle she does to the camera. When, oh, you know, she kind of side looks like when she knows she's when she's on the phone. Yes. Yeah. And the way she asked to have her mic removed. Yes. And, immediately. All of that. And, now I'm lo- immediately. and now I'm looking at like Stuart's. I th- I think he was wearing like an eight hundred to a thousand dollar to twelve hundred hundred dollar jacket. Of course, in the snow. Yeah, and I'm I love putting those pieces. So Stewart's wife apparently didn't know that he wor- she he worked for Jen Shaw and that he was involved yeah, in her no business idea. dealings. Oh wow! And so and then okay, sorry. I thought I heard that she didn't even know he was going to be on the yes, show. Yes, and didn't know he was going to be on the show. Oh my god! Yeah, what? Yeah. So Stuart kept all that, and I think it was so just that marriage crazy. is in trouble. Yeah, I thought it was <laughs> not crazy, but I thought it was wild how her, when her and Stuart went snowshoeing and they had that moment when oh Jen god. goes, "I work so hard to provide for others like you." I think. Jen is, it's very hard to feel compassionate for her because her lies, like, I don't think she knows what the truth is herself. I think she's convinced herself of this reality that does not exist. Here's what, when Sharif calls her, Uh because that's who was on the phone. Wait, do we know for sure it was him? Well, because she's like, at first she's like, hey, baby. Like, who else is she talking to? Okay. Like, probably not Stuart. I don't think she's <laughs> Hopefully calling not Stuart her baby, son, because but... that's traumatic. No, I'm pretty sure it was Sharif. She was like, yeah, we're still here. We're still in Salt Lake. And then she gets real quiet. She does the side eye to the camera. And about two minutes later or whatever, she asks Whitney to take it off. She doesn't say a mm-hmm. word. So here's what I'm envisioning is happening on the other end of the, that phone. Sharif is saying, Jen, I think Sharif knows. Yeah at least something and he was like the cops are coming for you here's what you need to tell the women tell them that I'm sick I'm at the hospital I might need surgery for internal bleeding and um and get out of there as soon as you can that is what I think he said he's the one who said the internal bleeding thing because that was just a ridiculous like thing to say in my opinion well I I it was such a specific story yeah that I'm like I don't think she would have been able to come up with that like on her own in uh, that shocked moment. I feel like Sharif told her to say that. See, the, okay. my only thing that I would counter with that is that she lives her life based on lies. And so something like that could come yeah. so natural to her. Yeah, maybe she's had that in her back or pocket Or just like, I'm so used to lying about everything in my life like I can come up with a story for every situation. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't it know. It was, yeah. I don't know. It it was so like bizarre. Sneha, what were your impressions of the whole situation? Okay, so okay, so regarding the specificity of the internal bleeding, um I do kind of believe it was in her back pocket mm-hmm. and like she lies mm-hmm. about everything, but clearly she's not like really good at lying because what does it mean to go to a doctor's appointment then find out you have internal bleeding and you might need to have surgery but then also telling the women like hey maybe I'll fly and meet you up there like I would yes. not be thinking that right that's a really good point. that's so true when she so what do we make of that I don't think she realizes that she didn't realize at that point obviously that it's the fat is it the is the feds 
federal? Is the feds? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The feds are fe- yeah. that the feds were after her. I thought. She- I mean, why was the New York police? That department? was okay. <laughs> interesting. The only thing I can think for that is she's being charged in the Southern District of New York. Yes. So, so maybe, they were the ones. Yeah. I mean. It's all very like who knew what um, I was so alarmed. She definitely knew that like law enforcement was coming for her, though, and that she needed to leave. And so she tells that story. And and I think maybe the flight part was part of the lie, which like corroborates what you're saying, Sneha, that like she's so good at lying that or what you were saying, Deanna, that she's so good at lying that she yeah. can just come up with these things that she's like, so let me make it seem less severe right. than it is because I can say that I'll still try and meet them. That'll right. make me look more I innocent. I also think yeah. this is another thing that I perceived that Jen's so used to talking her way out of and everything and having people forgive her that she thought that yeah. she would be in and out a couple hours proven innocent in her world and then walk on because we see her getting out of so many situations with the ladies of her flipping out and then then coming back and being like her saying she's sorry or and then the resolution yeah. is solved and then her moving on she's always like covering right. up situations and like, like let's just move on better. i'm sorry you know what i mean yeah um, um i have a question yes. so if her husband called her i thought it was that the police or the feds or NYPD, everyone had come to their house what I looking for her. Yeah. And then he somehow called. So he knew like how much time it would be before they drove they got over. to her. Yeah. That's probably what right. happened because what do you do when you're looking for and someone she was the first so, place you I, go? She was is their so home. like slow motion. I was like, girl. I know. Like, she was like, so I, slow I, I, when motion. When Heather goes, are you going to tell the girls inside? I thought she would be like, nope, I'm out. Like she's got to go. She was just like, yeah. do, do, do. And when I have to say one thing, when the feds all got into that stark white minivan, I felt my <laughs> internals gasping. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? Do you remember that? When that were you just like this is not I was compute? Like, Here they are, like armed and dangerous, and they get into this <laughs> like they pile into this minivan that's stark white. Is it like their uh, camouflage? I don't even. Like, but like you know, a looking normal. It's like a mom <laughs> van. Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> that is such a good point. Oh my gosh. I mean, so next week I guess we'll see the after. Right. And and because these women seem Bravo always they does were this like, dirty what is when they don't on? give us like this is what's happening. And I know, I know. I don't know. It's like there's so much going on with Jen. There's so much going on with Meredith. I don't I don't know. There's a lot of stuff going on in that show. For me, it's getting really uncomfortable to watch. I'm going to push push through, but my my heart is not with Salt Lake right now. Yeah. Even the like, Mary you don't want to see what happens though. Mary, I think, is so uncomfortable to watch. And sh- her, yeah. s- like, I feel bad saying this, but she is not well. She is not well. And watching no, someone. She's not. Yeah. And we're watching this woman and people are laughing at it. And I think it's a very serious matter. I think her there's like a delusion if it is true that she thinks she's god or whatever god um is like i would rather someone think that they are going to hogwarts every day like like and studying like the harry potter series and intentionally being like okay this is me rather than 
Mary's situation with the church and taking money and the way she talks to people. We're getting glimpse of it. And but you see this over and over again in cults. And I think it's I think what allows people to believe these crazy things is the amount of power it gives them. And we saw that with Whitney. We saw the power thing with Whitney. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I mean, those texts she- were horrific. Oh, I, I know. Oh, my I know. God. I know. Whitney being like, if I were, yeah, Whitney being like, I was really cut and this is like, and she's like, the gloves are off. I was like, that's an appropriate reaction. I think <laughs> this is ridiculous. Like, and Mary was so dismissive and talked down to her in such a like, Awful but this way. is the way in the text and Mary moves through the world and has moved Mary through the world. You know, knows that calling herself God is what allows her to like buy that really expensive Birkin bag. Right. You know, like I mean, she that picture. She knows enough. She's not stupid. And Jesus yes. was was for me oh, yeah. as someone who grew up in in Catholicism was very unsettling. And yeah, the fact like she, you know, it's, she doesn't like people questioning her because no one questions her. No. no one questions her. And when they do, okay, so did you hear that Cameron, the man yeah. from the last yeah, episode? Yeah, I was just going to say that. Apparently like, he died. That's very dark. Yeah. So he happened to be mentioned this yeah, week and, he died. and then he died. Yeah. Like, that's very... Do we know how weird. he died? No. I don't think so. Oh my, I, like, my mind is going to all sorts of terrible conspiracy places, which I won't mention, but I'm like, this is bizarre. I have to tell you, I put up a when when it was the intro for season two uh right before it aired bravo did like a little sizzle on um salt lake season two on twitter and Mm -hmm. i simply said you know like something about you know mary taking advantage of vulnerable population um Mm -hmm. and i can't even tell you almost every other day i get a response about you know how (gasps) dare i really From who? Just random people. Probably like members of her church and I think more. Yeah, I don't think it, it it's everyone. I think like and I or people are like Mary's funny, you know what I mean? And there's nothing comedic about the dire situation that her congregation is and about the delusions and now that she walks through life with and the way she treats others. Totally. You're back. Sorry. I was just trying to research Cameron. Maybe I. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, no. no so you're doing, you're, did something you're doing the hard mind. work. I know. What did you find about Cameron? It just says um, details are known about his passing. And he's very. I mean, he's in his yeah. 40s or something. Um, okay, so because we have limited time, the, we one of the reasons we wanted to have you on is for you to talk about your podcast, yes. Neha, oh. and how you conceived of it. And also just like, you know, I've talked in, at various times on the podcast about how Mindy Kaling and like the work she's done has like had a huge impact on my life. So just curious to hear about like your journey as like a brown woman in America, watching TV and um, digesting it as as the person you are? Um, so how I started the podcast was like we were in quarantine and everyone was starting a podcast. And <laughs> I, lo- I love TV and I love reality TV. And I was like, 
well, I'm consuming all this like online content. Like why can't I put out my own? And there's a podcast I started listening to, Laguna Biatch. Do you Oh know? my God. No. <laughs> no. That's amazing. Oh, amazing. So she started recapping episodes of Laguna Beach. Mm-hmm. And um, what I was thinking was like everyone recaps shows that are already on and like everything already has a podcast. And then because she was doing something that had already aired that a lot of people still like, I was like, oh, this is a great idea. And I loved Kelly Kapoor as conceived by Mindy Kaling on The Office. Like amazing, especially to see a dark skinned um, Indian woman because I'm dark skinned and it's very hard for us to see any representation. I mean, now more so, but definitely not when I was growing up. Mm -hmm. Um, And, but in there, you and I have talked about how we like the Mindy Project, but yeah, it could be like problematic. (laughs) But um, I loved Never Have I Ever. Mm -hmm. And so then I think I got a little more back into her world. And I was sort of able to see the show as like, yes, it's unrealistic that you know, she's falling in love every episode, but that's just like the conceit of the show. And once you get that, it's like more interesting to watch and to talk about. Yeah. And so you are making your way through both episodes of the Mindy Project and Never Have I Ever with recaps, right? Yes. Um. So we're on season one of the Mindy Project and you and I are doing season two of Never Have I Ever. And it's a great show because it's about teens primarily, mm-hmm. but it's also about a family. And you can, I, what I hear from a lot of women is they're sort of vicariously living their high school <laughs> years again, <laughs> like braver than they they were in high school. Oh my gosh, I feel that so much. I'm like, God, what what would my high school experience have been like if like the hottest guy in school had interest in me? <laughs> and was through my window. Oh my God, I can't even, it's like, I feel like maybe for Mindy, it's like her living vicariously <laughs> through it too. Yeah. I, so like, what was the first time, do you remember like, or like, what was your experience growing up like seeing mostly white people on TV and never yourself represented? Like, oh, yeah. it was definitely like hating myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I mean, I could say that as a joke now because like, um, and my family was great, like my immediate family and that like, you have dark skin, but you're beautiful, but definitely extended family was like, oh, it was very much the message like, oh, um, you're dark but you're so pretty like your your beauty just shines through it's a a beacon of light through the darkness and I like you know how you have moments in your childhood that like you'll always remember Mm -hmm. and mine was this girl an Indian girl like who I was friends with but who happened to be lighter skinned told me something about how like my skin was dark brown because like I didn't like shower enough or something Oh, God. And I will always remember it. How old were you when she said that? I was maybe eight, maybe like seven or eight. That is, I mean, that's the stuff that sticks with you, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so colorism, you know, like, I feel like it was something that was always around in my family and like loosely talked about. But like, fortunately, none of it 
ever got back to me. And like, I recognize that like, I'm not as dark skinned as some other Indians, but I'm also like darker skinned than some other people in my family. Yeah. Um, but like to have people say those mm-hmm. things in your family to you directly, um, that must have been really hard. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to say like I know other like young women growing up have it like much worse. Yeah. And it was always like you're beautiful and no one told me to use fair and lovely or anything. Good. But yeah. I was still aware of it. Right. Yeah, totally. So w- like – Were you surprised when you saw The Office and saw Mindy on there? Oh, my gosh. Shocked. And then (laughs) I loved that she had a fun personality, you know, like she, you know, was bubbly and talkative. And wait, have I told you that I used to get mistaken for her? (gasps) Really? Really? Yeah. So, um, So this one time... Uh, this is so random. I was at Disney World (laughs) um, because I was doing an internship and at the end of the summer, the interns got to go to Disney World for a week and do these like leadership activities. And there was this guy and the office had just started. So it was like kind of like they remember they didn't have that many viewers at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And this boy was like, I mean, he knew I wasn't Mindy Kaling, but he was like, you look exactly like her. You look like you're related to her. And he was like, can I take a picture with you? (laughs) And then I'm going to tell my friends that I met Mindy Kaling. Um, So, and then I ran into him at a party in Brooklyn, like a few years later. And I was like, Hey, I don't know if you remember me. And he was like, I totally remember. Oh my my gosh. That is so funny. And do people in New York still like mistake you for her? No, no. I think it happened like a couple times. Well, Um, still. Yeah. Have you ever um, been in the same room with Mindy? No, of course not. (laughs) (laughs) You Um, never know, especially in New York. You know what I mean? Actually, she, I mean, yeah. she's got, she went to this, there's this new Indian restaurant um, and she went to it and I had reservations and I went the next week and maybe I sat in her booth. Oh, that's amazing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> she used to have a blog um, called oh. Things I've Bought That I've Loved. Mm-hmm. And I remember I found it in high school and it was really cutely written too. It was like before her books came out and it was just like talking about like things she'd bought. And um, you know, I'm going to send you the link because you can find some posts of it still like on yeah. WordPress. Yeah. Um, but I liked her writing from then, like even before she wrote a book. So totally. maybe I like that about her too. And so she has some new projects coming out. Like I think today yeah. is the premiere of the Sex Lives of College mm-hmm. Girls. I think it's next week. Oh, okay. But a new trailer dropped yes. today. Yes, it's November 18th. And is she did she write that show or just executive producer she executive produced i don't know since she has so much stuff going on if she like writes as much as she used to yeah um she's so like she's so uh big (laughs) i know like i mean i feel like she's like the number one hustler in hollywood right now for sure i mean she's she's on like every ad okay so i have to so i listened to it this is a little bit of a pivot but it's all mindy related so i listened to a fresh air interview terry gross Mm -hmm. interviewed bj novak Mm -hmm. (gasps) and it's he he comes out and says that yes they dated off and on for years during the office and 
talks about how he's the godfather to both of her children and kind of has this like emotional moment where he's talking about the end of the show Mm. and how like at the end of the show was always Mindy and blah, blah, blah. And like, and he doesn't say Kelly. He said it was it was Mindy. And I kind of have this like, I just... I think you know more about their relationship and it's always been interesting to me because so much of it has been hidden. So I'm just curious to get your take on like their whole situation. Wait, it was at the end of when he was talking about the office ending? Yeah, he was talking like about the final moments of filming The Office Mm -hmm. and how I I haven't seen the end of The Office. Have you? Yeah, and I I have a thing where I know it's cool for people to say like, oh, it sucked after Steve Carell did. And it definitely like involved... It evolved into a different show, but I just still think the later episodes are better than so much other stuff on TV that like just just think of it as another Mm -hmm. show. But but Mindy and BJ, I think, left before the last season. Okay, because in the show, Kelly moved to um, Ohio with her fiance and then Ryan left, too. And I think it was around the time her show started. Oh, okay. So she was Can like I say starting something? a new Last thing. time I was in New York, mm-hmm. he was sitting next to me at a bar. What? DJ, yeah. Where? Uh, it was a karaoke place on Henry Street. I forget what it's called. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Was he cute? No. I mean, not for me. <laughs> not, he Wait, was with, so he wasn't cute? He's not for me. Um, But oh. he was with like a younger woman. Well, that's not surprising. Yeah. Okay. So I have a thing about that. Um, I've read it was either on crazy days and nights or blind gossip that he not like teenagers or anything but I think he has like a Leo DiCaprio thing where like he likes to date very young girls yeah okay yeah well when you have like isn't that the case with so many men in Hollywood like are there any men in Hollywood who haven't disappointed us in that way or just even in music when you hear Mick Jagger's wife is like 32 I'm like give me a fucking break (laughs) (laughs) it's just interesting to me because like Mindy Kaling like I think she gets a lot of flack because she's so big in Hollywood like Mm. I think once you get to a certain like power level in Hollywood people start to turn on you but like she consistently puts out really good content right and I do appreciate her kind of story of like I wanted a family and I started one totally and I love that that's one of my favorite things about her yeah and like she's very sure of her decisions seems approachable yeah right like it's her like say like her Angelina Jolie it's like oh god you know what I mean (laughs) I can't think of there's no comparison but they're both raking in a lot of money and have like a lot of clout right now I mean you know but there's no way like with Angelina Jolie well I wouldn't want to go up to her but like yeah I'd be scared yeah I mean I feel like Sneha I'd be interested to hear what you think I do feel like Mindy Kaling is like really responsible for like putting brown people in front of Western audiences in a real way. Like, I think that she like has a lot to do with that. And I'm really thankful for that. You guys, yeah, I have for to sure. go. I have to go pick up my kids from school. Do you mind if okay, I Okay, that's out? okay. Me and Sneha will finish okay. up. Bye. Okay. It was so nice Bye, to talk Diana. to you. Bye. Yes. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Of course. Okay, so say what you were going to say. Um. Yeah, I was just going to say that she like single-handedly has like created these shows. And I mean, from what I've heard has done 
like a lot behind the scenes to help nurture like younger talent Mm -hmm. also, which, you know, is great. Well, yeah. And I mean, the fact that like my Trey, who's on um, Never Never Have I Ever, she like found her on Twitter. (laughs) So I have like, it's so random that this girl who's never acted just like sent in a video and then got chosen. Like, I know people who did that, but like just for fun. Uh And which I also thought it was a fun thing to do because the girl that I know who did it, like she didn't expect to be picked, but it was just like, this is a fun idea. So I think what's cool about that is it opens up this opportunity for anyone. And it makes like that you know, South Asian American person sitting at home who has dreams of being an actor or actress, like it gives them like a way to like try it out, you know? Like you can tell your parents, like, here's the successful person. Yeah. And I want to pursue this career. And it's like, oh, okay, you see someone who looks like you. Yeah. And I think it's also like probably out of necessity because there's just not many brown people in Hollywood that are that age. So she was like, how am I going to find someone I bet? you know um I think she said one time I it it was in an interview and I think it was she was describing a conversation she had with someone who was saying like you know it's like hard for me to get parts or something like another actor and she was like yeah no one was writing parts for me so I wrote them myself and Mm -hmm. I was like wow how inspiring yeah I mean and it just takes like it that it takes a lot of bravery to do that and um I just know that like, yeah, I've just really looked up to her for the contribution she's made in that way. And like in helping me and my experience just feel more seen. And so I think the other thing, the last thing that we wanted to talk to you about is then, of course, we sort of touched on this in the beginning, but family karma coming on to like Bravo, um, you know, what is your experience like watching it and how have you connected with it? Have you had any issues with it? All of that. Um, I love it, of course. But I think I told you that when I heard about the show, I thought it was going to be kind of like a Beverly Hills type show mm-hmm. where it was like these really wealthy elite families of Miami and like how like, like a crazy rich Asians type thing. Yeah. And it's actually like much more relatable, like just like these are these family friends that grew up together and like our parents had arranged marriages. We had arranged friends, which is much, I think, turned into like better content. Yeah. Like much more wholesome than it could have been. Yeah. I mean, it is surprisingly wholesome. <laughs> I mean, has there been any, like, storyline that's, like, I'd only think of the Vishal thing, Um, the rumor or whatever. What was the rumor? Oh, that he was gay? Oh, yeah. Well, there has been stuff. I mean, there's definitely been drama, especially in season two. Like, the stuff around sexuality was an important conversation, I think, to have. And it's sort of, like blended like what was happening on the show with the real life implications for these people in a way that like maybe on the housewives it's like it's so public they're so big like they're so in the spotlight like family karma is a smaller show so like the impacts on the people on the show outside of it are kind of like they hit different I would imagine for them than like a housewife do you know what I mean yes and like speaking of impact I think that scene of Amrith talking to his grandmother about his sexuality like is 
will go down as one of like the greatest moments in reality TV history. Totally. I have like chills thinking about it, honestly. Uh, yeah. Like it's such an incredible story and and the way it was told by the people who make the show, you know, obviously by Amrit and the people involved, like, you know, they that's their life. We're just seeing it. But I felt like the show treated it with the respect that it deserved and gave it yes. time and kind of showed all the complexities of how it went down because it wasn't like, oh, you're gay and I'm totally fine with it. It yeah. was like, I am okay with it and I have these questions and, you know, it was a whole like process and journey and they and they showed all of that and I thought it was really beautiful. Even the way his mom described how she was fine with him being gay and she was, you know, happy with her son. But then when he announced his engagement, just admitting that yeah. it felt different than when her other son did. That was so brave of her because I'm sure I don't know if she was thinking like this, but anyone who says something like that would be like for sure attacked on the Internet. Oh. It's like a housewife said that, you know? Oh, my God. Totally. And like. I think that's part of what makes the show so genuine is like, I mean, you know, like aunties and uncles, like they're not thinking about like how they're going to look on TV. <laughs> you know? yeah. Like Lavina auntie's not thinking about that. She's just being honest about what's going on with her. And like it's it was so it was so like beautiful to see all of that and all of its complexity. Um and yeah, we're I like we're pretty sure there's a season three and I'm I'm interested to see where it goes. I think there's going to be a lot of like marriage engagement stuff going on. <laughs> well, how do you feel about how Bravo has promoted slash like lack of promotion for the show? Well, Deanna and I talk about it a lot that we think it's like horrid how little they have promoted the show. Um like the fact that there is no reunion, especially for the second season, very little like airtime. The, the seasons themselves are so short, like they didn't have anyone on Watch What Happens Live except for the end and Amrit on one yeah. episode. And it's just like, you know, we are really thrilled that they chose us for that Bravo-holic week. Yeah, that was amazing. Congratulations. I was like, if nothing else. For anyone who hasn't seen it. Yeah, like this means that they're like, because our page is so dedicated to family karma. Yeah. They recognize that and wanted to highlight that, which which is a form of promotion, right? So there is something around that. I think they're recognizing that the show is a hit. Everybody loves it. And um, I just hope that that translates into more episodes of Reunion, more promo, all of that good stuff next next season. Wait, can I ask how you like heard about that? Like the story oh, that you the, that they did for us on Bravo. Yeah, Home. they just DM'd us. I got a oh DM from the Bravo TV <laughs> Instagram. Ouch. That's amazing. It was wild. I was like, is this real? I don't know what's going on. But um, okay, I actually have to go now. But um, Sneha, thank you so much for joining us. We'll have you back to talk Bravo and more about your podcast. But can you tell people where they can find your podcast and um, you on social media? Yes. So you can find um, on Instagram Project Mindy. And I post about 
Mindy Kaling and her shows and also about Bravo shows and pop culture and Project Mindy Pod on Twitter, where I'm not really active, so you don't have to check that. <laughs> um, and my podcast, Project Mindy, is on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast pretty much any streaming platform. Yes, and I highly recommend it. And I, we're going to be, we've been recapping episodes together. Thank you so much for including me on those. I love them. They're so fun. They're so fun. I highly <laughs> encourage everyone to listen. Yes, absolutely. Um, okay, well, thank you so much. And uh, I hope that you have a great rest of your day. You too. Thanks for having me okay, on. Okay, bye, Sneha. Bye. 